Good morning and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back with our first episode of the year of 2022. Uh, We are so grateful um, that the Lord has allowed us to see not just another Sunday, but another year. Um, He's been so good. Uh, He's done so much. He's been so faithful. Uh, He keeps doing great things. Uh, He continues to answer prayer. He continues to be a great God. Uh, We are not worthy of what he has allowed us to to see, what he has allowed us to be able to make it through, uh, that he has allowed us to um, be able to testify and be a witness to. Uh, But we are definitely thankful and grateful for all that he has done. Uh, we uh, know that we received some messages on last week um, and even during the week about not receiving a podcast on last Sunday. Uh, we do apologize to you all. Uh, we were out of town and I was unable to get one uploaded and sent out to you guys in a timely manner. But we are here this week uh, back like we never left ready to give you guys exactly what you've been looking for and what you guys anticipate on receiving each and every Sunday that we are able to bring you a podcast. Um, We uh, want to say to you all, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, We pray that not only your Christmas holiday, uh, but also your New Year, New Year uh, Eve services and also um, last Sunday services were uh, blessed services and that you all received a great word from the Lord. Uh, We definitely want to continue as always to keep our podcast prayer list um, going strong. Uh, We definitely want to continue to pray for all of those who are bereaved that have lost loved ones uh, who have gone through this holiday season. Um, and have had loved ones that have uh, passed on and they were unable to celebrate with them on this year. I'm sure we all have dealt with loss. We all know how difficult it is to go through the holidays um, and to uh, experience it without having someone who's always been there. So we definitely want to continue to pray for those who have lost loved ones. Uh, even if it's been a year, if it's been two years, um, we if you've experienced losing a loved one, especially a parent, um, it's, it's rough. You never truly get over it. And um, the prayer is definitely needed. So let's continue to keep uh, those who have lost loved ones in our prayers. Um, those who are continuing to go through uh, their various treatments, continue to pray for them. Uh, uh, Nicole Reed, Crystal Harden, uh, Cheyenne Red. Uh, we also want to continue to pray uh, for uh, my brother, uh, Xavier Lee who is about to uh, take a leap of faith. He's uh, preparing to um, to leave his current position uh, where we both work, and he is venturing out uh, into new waters. So we definitely want to continue to pray for him and his family as he makes this transition 
Uh, we also want to pray for uh, all of our children that are in school, uh, whether it be elementary school, high school, and even college, um, as they prepare to go back into the schools. Um, we know that uh, the COVID numbers are definitely going up, so we want to continue to pray that God continues to cover and keep our children as they're in the schools. Uh, also, the teachers that are at school, that Lord will continue to protect and keep them, uh, that the children will retain that which they are taught, uh, and that the remainder of this school year is a blessed school year. Um, we definitely want to uh, thank you guys. As always, for continuing to support the podcast, you don't have to do it, but you do. You continue to show your love. Uh, you continue to encourage and you continue to be faithful listeners each and every week. And we definitely want to send out our love here at the podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. We are definitely praying for you guys. Uh, continue to pray for us as well. So, with all of that being said, you guys know what time it is. It is that time. Uh, I hope the church socks are fresh out the dryer, nice and warm, here on this cold Sunday morning. Uh, let's keep those toesies nice and warm this morning with our church socks. So, sit back, relax, kick the feet up for as long as you can. You guys know it's sliding time, so I hope those church socks are already on your feet. Prepare yourself for a praise party here this Sunday morning. We have exactly what you're looking for. And you know I always deliver. So, let's get it. That's a good place to praise it right there, man. Oh, we did. Let's go, y'all. I love to praise him. You say, I love to praise him. 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 Give me the key and I love to praise him. Yeah. I love to praise him. Yeah. I love to praise him.
Be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, yeah. 
praise today. We can Somebody help me pray. 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 Somebody help me pray.
If he don't do another thing, he's already done enough. If he don't pay another bill, he's already paid enough.
used to just play follow the leader the leader said lift your hands you just lift your hands and the leader said clap clap the leader said sway your sway but you get to a point beyond the veil or your worship is for real Hallelujah. Candace is going to come and Bishop Gordon is going to jump in here a little bit we're going to leave here tonight worshiping the Lord how many know if he never does anything else he's already done enough he's worthy of all the worship because of who he is come on clap your hands everybody
worship. Because my worship. My worship. My worship is for real. Because my worship. Because my worship. My worship is for real. You don't know. You don't know my story. All the things that I've been understand my praise. You'll never understand my praise. Don't try to figure it out. Because my word. Because my word. <laughs> my word is for me. How many you believe that tonight? Because my word. Because my word. worship is for real
my wife was here last week. She's in seminary. Pray my strength in the Lord. I feel like I'm going through seminary all over again. She's reading, writing papers, sending them to me to read them. And then, you know, I feel like I'm the professor. Virginia Union needs to give me a stipend or something. But she was here last week. Otherwise, she would have been with me here on tonight. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore so that he could sit down and teach the people from the boat. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said, to Simon, launch out into deeper water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked all night long and didn't catch anything, but because you say so, I will let down the net. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. So they signaled their partner in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Amen. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. I want to preach tonight as the Spirit shall guide with this thought in our minds. It's my season to launch. Just look at somebody and tell them this is my season to launch. This is my this, this particular story is found in all three of synoptic gospels Matthew Mark and Luke and as you should always do whenever you find a story in all three synoptic gospels you go to all three and see what details are in one that might not be in another to put the totality of the story together and when you go and look at Matthew and Mark's version of what happens there's a subtle and simple detail that he includes that Luke doesn't necessarily give us. Matthew and Mark tell us that Jesus was walking down the shore of the sea. And that he comes to this area where the fishing ships or the boats are docked from being out in the water with men who had been fishing. Jesus passes boat after boat after boat. And finally, stops near two boats is what the text tells us. He passed by boat after boat after boat after boat. And he stops at two boats, one of which is owned by a man named Simon. I need you for just one minute to put your creative imagination to work and picture this. Jesus is walking down the shore. He passes boat after boat after boat, after boat, after boat. 
and then stops and gets on to Simon's. He passes boat after boat after boat after boat after boat and then stops and gets on Simon's. My late homiletics professor, Dr. Miles Jerome Jones, used to always accuse me of being so analytical with my exegesis that it would get on his nerves. And so once again, my analytical mind got to working. Pastor Chandler, my question was, why did Jesus choose to get in his boat? He walked past boat after boat after boat after boat. Why, why does he get in this boat? Now, we have the end of the story to help us understand that he had been selected by God for a specific assignment. But it raised a question in my mind. Why does God bless you? I mean, have you ever wondered why God passes other boats <laughs> and chooses you? And the truth of the matter is, I really don't know the answer. I just know he chooses to bless some people. As a matter of fact, the writer of Ephesians lets us know that God chose to bless you before you even got here. Before God created the heavens and the earth, he already knew in his omniscience you would be here. So that everything you went through last year was nothing but a setup to bring you to the beginning of another year. Knowing that the same God that brought you through all you went through on last year has chosen to assign you to another year. And he chose you before the foundation of the world. Now, let me help you understand. Chosen does not mean as opposed to those who are rejected. Don't, don't get the big head. Don't think you're more spiritual. Chosen does not mean as opposed to those rejected. This word emphasizes, listen, that you are chosen by intention. I call it providential intentionality. That he didn't pass other boats because they didn't work. He didn't pass other boats because they weren't fishermen worthy. He didn't pass other boats because they didn't look right. He passed those boats this time and chose Simon's this time because of a providential decision that there's an assignment I have for him and I've got to choose him this time over somebody else, which means he chooses you this time, but that doesn't mean your neighbor doesn't have a time coming because just because he chose you this time doesn't mean they don't have the next time but that's the good news tonight because what that means is you didn't just slip up on a blessing you didn't get a blessing because you happened to be in the room where other people were getting blessed and some of their spilled over onto you by accident you are blessed by the intentionality of God y'all don't get it that's why you don't have to explain it or justify it or even act like you shouldn't have it 
You got it because God intended for you to have it. Can I help somebody? 2019 is the year where you will not explain, justify, or act like you shouldn't have what you have. If God allowed you to have it and blessed you with it, it ain't my fault he passed your boat and chose mine. And all I want to tell you, he's choosing you because it's your season to launch. He's choosing you because he has a shift that he's making in your life and a new assignment that he wants to give you. Jesus gives out some commands after Simon surrenders the boat to him. That's a whole other sermon. And verse three says that the first command Jesus gave to Simon, God, I love the Bible, says put out or launch out a little from the land. God help me. Then in verse four, he says it again after teaching Launch out mm, a little more. It means to venture out. It means to go out. That, that's what I came to declare to somebody tonight. You are not created for the shore. The shore is just the space you've been in. It's not bad space. It's just not the space where Jesus wants you anymore. And I know I'm messing with some of us because some of us don't realize the subtle satanic weapon of satisfaction. That you can get so satisfied on the shore that you don't want to move from where you are, God. But only when you discover that Jesus got something more for you will you become dissatisfied with where you are. You are not made for the shore in this season of your life. The, the first launch was from the shore. Here's where I want to land. The second launch is to the into the deep. Now, I said, no, I've always heard preachers preach this, launch out into the deep. We're going deeper. That ain't what got me. Here's what got me. He gets into the boat, the Bible says, because of the crowd, Jesus does. Because of the people, Jesus. And he tells Simon, after he gets in the boat, because of the people, launch out from the people. So the first thing Jesus does in order to do what he wants to do in the life of Simon is reposition him. Before you can launch into your new assignment, you might need to be repositioned. You don't get it yet. Jesus launches Simon and the boat from the shore where the crowd is. I love the way the New International Version puts it. It says, put out. Come here. There are some people <laughs> you need to put out. 
God. There are some people you've got to disconnect from in order to get what the Lord has waiting for you this year because they love being on the shore, but that ain't where God called you to be. This is the season where you've got to disconnect from people who are satisfied with mediocrity, satisfied with being lazy, satisfied with having a little bit, satisfied with only going so far, and you've got to put them out. Y'all sit down. Y'all know I'm burning. Sit down. Now, he, he says, he says, launch out from the crowd. Don't miss the text. Jesus wants to teach. God, don't miss this. And Jesus knows, Dr. Chandler, with so much noise around him because of his popularity. Watch me now. He can't teach if he stays in the crowd because there'd be too much noise. Come here. So Jesus says, let's get away from the crowd because they're making too much noise. And the crowd noise can drown out the voice of the Lord that's trying to give you direction and instruction. Who do you have in your life that's talking so loud that you can't even hear the voice of Jesus? Who do you have in your life who talks so loud that you can't tell when the Lord is trying to talk. What crowd in your life is drowning out the word of God? Now, now Peter was a fisherman. So I can surmise that some of the people that they disconnect from have poured into his business and have helped him keep his business going. So they don't disconnect from bad people. They disconnect from people who've helped Peter get to where he is. Y'all didn't get it. But when new assignments come up, there can come a season where Jesus even has to disconnect you from some people who have helped you to that point but cannot go with you from that point because they see you for who you have been and who you have been is not who you are about to be so if you can't see me bigger than you've seen me I've got to disconnect from you if you can't see me owning the house if you can't see me with the doctoral degree if you can't see me raising my family if you can't see me opening my business if you can't see me going into ministry if you can't see me going back to school then I've got to disconnect from you because all you see is who I used to be and I've discovered you can't handle who I'm about to be touch your neighbor tell him check your crowd I want to give you three things that have to happen for you to be successful in your new assignment, in your new year, in your new venture. Here's the first thing. You've got to eliminate your excuses. One author has said, in life there are no excuses, there are only choices. So that an excuse is simply the result of a choice you made as a result of what you gave authority to. When Jesus gives these instructions, y'all know this, this story. 
Simon follows it up with an excuse. We did this all night long. I've already filled out 50 job applications. I already tried going back to school. I already thought I had Mr. Wright. I already tried opening a business. The thing that caught my eye wasn't just what Simon was saying, but what Simon was doing. He was washing his nets. It was something you did when the fishing activity was over. So washing the net was a sign that he was done. He was through. Don't miss it. He had caught nothing and now he quit. Oh God. His net kept coming up empty. Woo! So in a real sense, it was his emptiness that caused him to quit. He, he wasn't washing his nets because he had a good catch. He's washing his nets because they were empty, hold on, and filled with nothing but trash. I'm going to come mess with somebody because that's where the enemy wants you and that's how he wants you. He wants your emptiness to lead you to quit. He wants you to feel empty and make you feel futile and make you feel like a failure. He wants you to look at everything you tried and then he compounds your conflict by showing you all the trash you caught while you were trying to catch fish preach McKissick. He shows you all the trash you caught when you were trying to have a good relationship, trying to give a good job, going house hunting, trying to have authentic friendships and then every time you put out, you kept coming up empty and every time you thought you had fish, you found out it was nothing but trash and now you're ready to give up because you're tired of fishing and catching nothing but trash. I know some of y'all ain't going to say amen because you want your neighbor to know that you got it all together and you ain't never made bad choices and you ain't never been frustrated and you ain't never been flustered. I wish I could be as saved as you, but I might have one person on every pew who can testify there have been seasons in my life where quit was on my tongue because I got tired of waking up feeling empty. He quit. Y'all better hear me tonight. Emptiness has a way of pushing you into quitting. When you've been working and the net keeps coming up empty, the emptiness will cause you to get to such a place of frustration that you abandon what you've been doing because I refuse to keep doing this and coming up with nothing. But here's my premise. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Here comes your first shout. Here's my premise. Just because you're finished don't mean God is done. I said something should have told Church Hill up right there. Let me say it one more time. Just because you're finished don't mean God is done. Y'all didn't get it. Just because you're finished doesn't mean God is done. Because you ain't in charge of the assignment. God is in charge of the assignment. And sometimes he needs you to get to quit. So you can start leaning. 
it on him and he can get his best work in. I want you to encourage somebody and look them dead in the face and tell them God is not done. That was the wrong neighbor. Turn to somebody else and tell them God is not done. Do I have any witnesses? Is anybody in here a witness to the fact that God will come through and tell you do it again? When you say I'm done, he says no you're not. When you say I'm not going back, he says yes you are. Just because you're finished does not mean God is done. As a matter of fact, the only reason some of y'all are here tonight is because when you thought you were finished, he wasn't done. The only reason you survived in your marriage is because when you said it was over he said I am not come on high five somebody tell him I'm not done because God's not done yeah yeah I'm not done because God's not done here's the way Job put it please be patient with me God's not through with me yet but by the time God gets done with me I'm coming forth as God will make you eat your words Be careful who and what you declare you're finished with. Because you might be walking away from greatness that's in the making. See, sometimes the key to success is to try it again. Hold on. In the same space you failed in. God help me in here tonight that Jesus, here's what I love about him he shows up at the place of your failure and he will meet you at the place where failure occurred and if he's meeting you at the place of failure he is not meeting you to further your failure but he's meeting you to turn your failure into success I wonder has he done it for anybody in here he took your failure and he turned it all the way around and made it your testimony of success just cause you finish don't mean God is done. Eliminate your excuses. But then you got to elevate your expectations. Okay. This real subtle. And every translation of the original Greek Koinia text messes up this text except the King James. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I've been in seminary. That's the one they tell us don't use. But in this instance, I've done enough Greek. It's the only version that does not destroy the original Greek coin. And I'm glad. I'm glad because what we see and what I'm about to show you is the low expectation of Simon and the mercy of Jesus. Okay. Jesus says, launch out into the deep. Ooh, this is going to get good because I know where I'm going. And put down your nets for a catch. Simon said, we did this all night. We ain't caught nothing. See, then we go to nevertheless and that's when we shout the folk out. And that's a good shout. I'm not saying that. But listen to what Peter said. Simon said, he said, I did this all night. I ain't catch nothing. But nevertheless, 
At your word, I will let down the net. You missed it. Jesus says, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. Simon said, I did this all night. And I ain't catching nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Y'all ain't happy. I'll come back to y'all later. Jesus said, launch out into the deep. About six of y'all got it. And let down your nets. Simon said, I did this all night. And I didn't catch nothing. But since you said it, I'm going to let down my net. Come here. Come here one last time. Jesus said, launch out into the deep. And let down your nets. Simon said, I did this all night. But since you said it, I'm going to let down my net. I don't think they got it yet. Here's what Simon said. Simon said, I really don't trust you that much because you really ain't a fisherman. But since I'm out here, I'm going to go ahead and do what you said. But I'm going to do it on the low end so I don't look as bad. Because I'm already looking crazy to everybody out here that I'm out here in the middle of the day. But I would rather look crazy to people and get my blessing than be satisfied with people and miss what God's got for me. Simon said, I don't trust all of what you're saying because the evidence suggests it don't work. So because the evidence says it don't work, I'm not going all in. Some people underachieve, not because they lack opportunity, but because they lack expectation. Because you don't trust enough to take God at his word because you are mastered by the evidence of your futility. Preach McKissick. And because you are mastered by the evidence of what hadn't gone right, you don't give God all. So you don't tithe, you tip. Mm -hmm. That's a net when it should have been nets. Y'all done got quiet now. So you only come to one service, but you don't come to Bible study. You ain't in small group. That's net, not nets. See how quiet you are? You come to church, but you don't disciple folk on your job. Disciple folk on your on your in your family. That's net, not net. Y'all done got quiet. You sing one service, but don't sing both services. That's net, not nets. Y'all done got quiet on me in here because we don't sell out to what Jesus tells us to do. But you get what you expect, not necessarily what He says. Come on, look at your neighbor and ask him, what are you expecting? You got to show evidence that you are expecting God to do something big for you. You got to show evidence that it may not have worked before, but if you telling me to do it, I'm going to do it all over again. I want you to encourage your neighbor and tell him, put your nets down. Yeah, that whatever you've been expecting, God sent me here with a burned arm to tell you, Whatever you expecting, it's bigger than that. 
Whatever you've been preparing for, it's bigger than that. Whatever you've been looking for, it's bigger than that. God's got something for you that's going to blow your mind, but you've got to show him you're ready for it. Y'all better hear me. What gets, y'all sit down. What gets Simon the blessing is not what Jesus said. What gets Simon the blessing is Jesus' mercy. Because he didn't do what Jesus said and Jesus blessed him with it anyhow. That's somebody's words. You can tip out and put your Baptist finger up and go home now. He didn't let down all the nets like Jesus said. And instead of Jesus only giving him, watch me, enough to what he expected, he gave him more than he expected. This ain't for you because you real deep, but this is for your neighbor. Have you ever not done everything Jesus told you to do, but he had so much mercy and he was so dedicated and he was so determined to bless you that he said, I ain't going to bless you down to the level of your expectation. I'm going to blow your mind and give you what you don't deserve. That's why I don't know how folk can come to church and sit in church like they've been drinking pine soil. When you know the mercy of God has given you more than you deserve. When you know you haven't been obedient and yet he keeps on blessing you. I'm going to give him praise every time I get a chance. I don't care if my neighbor don't like it. I don't care if they want me to shut up they ain't been in my seat and cause they ain't been in my seat they ain't seen what I saw but if you knew how bad I'd messed up and Jesus blessed me in it I'm trying not to holler, but I wonder do I have any folk in Cedar Street who can wave your hand because you know God's been merciful to you. You should have been wiped out a long time ago. Life should have been worse than it is, but he blessed you anyhow. Come on, just find three people Tell him he did it anyhow. He... That, that was the wrong neighbor. Y'all acting real cute. I said, touch your doggone neighbor. Look at him. And tell, he did it anyhow. He blessed me anyhow. He paid the bill anyhow. He gave me an internship anyhow. I got a scholarship for the tuition anyhow. He saved my marriage anyhow. He healed my body anyhow. Elevate. Your expectation. Don't you go half in on Jesus. As you begin this new year of ministry in this church, stop being a net disciple and let down your nets. Stop just giving a little bit of your time and your talent and your treasure. Let down your nets. Stop showing up to choir rehearsal just this Thursday before you sing. Stop coming to church to be a deacon just on communion Sunday. Y'all blame it on the medicine. Yeah. Stop. Stop only coming to church when you got to usher. 
Stop shouting in church, but don't speak to your neighbor on your job. Stop your fake tongues you learned on YouTube but can't even say hello to your neighbor. Let down all your nets. Stop taking one class. Get back in school. Stop living in the cubicle. Open up your own business. Let down your nets. Well, let me move on. Let me, let me move on. You got to eliminate your excuses. You, you got to elevate your expectation. And then you got to extricate your excess. Your excess. E-X-C-E-S-S. Extricate means release. Get rid of. Because when the Lord blesses you through mercy, it's going to be more than you can handle. Look, look, look. That, that, that should have shouted to everybody. James, only one shouted. What God's getting ready to bless you with is going to be more than you can handle. Look, look at text. Look at text. You don't think I make it up? The Bible declares Simon caught so many fish that his boat couldn't handle it all. So he calls to his partners, God, this is going to get good, whose boat is right next to his to help him bring in the blessing of fish. So his partners are still there while Simon is washing his empty net. His partners have not gone home. Don't deal with people who aren't willing to keep their boat next to yours when yours is empty. I thought that was pretty good right there. Don't connect yourself to people who only want to be connected to you when your boat is full, preach son. If they cannot be connected to you when you are empty, don't call me when my boat gets full. I want people around me for me and not for what I can do for them. You got to want to be around me for who I am and not for what I have. And if you don't see who I am as the biggest benefit to being connected to me then you don't deserve to be connected to me because my value ain't in what I got my value is in who I am show up when I'm empty come on look at somebody and tell them show up when I'm empty be with me when I don't have money you can borrow be with me when I can't answer the question for me be with me when I can't connect you for the job be with me when I ain't got two pennies to rub together you've got to get people connected to you who love you even when you ain't got nothing you you've had some people in your life who moved their boat too fast. You didn't get it. They saw you at the moment when you didn't have nothing. Woo, preach boy. So they moved on because you didn't have nothing. I'm going to give you 15 seconds to thank your God for their decision 
You, you had some folk who walked away from you too quick. I want you to thank God for their decision to move on. And now that God has blessed you, you ain't got to show off for them. You ain't got to send them pictures. You don't need to tag them on Instagram because God will prepare a table in the very presence of the folk who said you wasn't going to amount to nothing and all you got to do is show up and eat your meal do I have any witnesses see I've discovered y'all some people want to come back because they misjudged you don't you let them back in. Be thankful that they walked away. Because they walked away when you were on empty. Don't go blowing up my phone because I got a job now. Peter. Peter has excess. He calls the other boats and gives some of it to them. Some people will lose it all because they don't want to share. My God. The first boat was going into overflow. Share it or lose it. One of the major problems in the black community. Blame it on the medicine. Is that we have the biggest crab mentality. Now maybe y'all ain't got it in Richmond. I've been gone from here since 1992. But in every other city I've been in, black folk don't know how to bring other black folk along. Is the mic, is the mic on you? You, and, and, and this new modern day theology from the prosperity pimp doesn't help us because this new prosperity pimp has introduced a theology of selfishness into the church through the selfishness of their pep rally preaching. Because in this pep rally preaching that we get in these churches now, it's all about me and mine, what I'm going to get, what God's going to do for me, and how I'm going to get out, and how I'm not going to be down, and what God's going to show my enemies, and turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor what's going to happen for you. And it has cultivated a culture of individuality and selfishness in the church. You ain't going to say nothing to me. So we'll shout if the preacher up here telling you in seven days you're going to get a check in the mailbox. You're going to run all around the church. But the minute the man or the woman of God starts preaching to you about community consciousness and concern for your neighbor, we get quiet and sit there looking bad and bougie. You didn't get to where you are by yourself. Come on, don't get quiet on me. Somebody helped you get to where you are. You didn't 
didn't make it on your own. Even if it was your mom and your daddy, they were praying for you. But you had a teacher. You had somebody on the block. You had a mother in the church who encouraged you. And now we want to act like we can't help somebody. You get your degree and then you want to go teach in the suburbs. You open your business, but then you don't want to do a pilot program for young people to teach them how to use money. No wonder we got gangs and these young kids are killing each other. Don't worry, we're shouting about 10 minutes. When God fills your boat, it's not for you to take all the fish home. It's for you to share it with somebody else. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in here. That's why I don't have much time for these Uncle Tom and Auntie Thomasina politicians who kiss the ring of a crazy red-headed clown and won't help their own people. You got to be willing to help somebody get their come up. If you're a business owner, help somebody. You're a teacher, come back to the inner schools. Y'all done got quiet now. That's what kingdom is all about. Kingdom is all about having the willingness to help somebody come up to where I am because I used to be where they still are. Do I have any witnesses in here? And if they are loyal enough to stick around, you be favorable enough to bless them for hanging in. Come on, grab your neighbor's hand real quick and tell them whatever you do, stick around. Because if you stick with me, I am going to be in position to help you. Y'all ain't got the right neighbor. Look at somebody else and tell them stick around. Because what God's about about to do for me is going to be a blessing to the nation. Do you know why y'all were able to open that community center? Because y'all stuck around while everybody else was talking about you. While everybody else was saying what a Church Hill church ought to be. Y'all stuck around. And when God brought the fish in, you didn't keep it in your sanctuary, but you shared it with the neighborhood to help some black girl and black boy come up from where they've been. You got to help somebody. I'm done. I'm going to go take some more medicine because my arm is on fire. The text ends by saying when Peter saw that he bowed and worshipped. He's always gotten wrong why he did. We've always preached, and I'm guilty of it too, till I did deeper exegesis, that he bowed because of the miracle of all the fish. You ain't even reading the text right. Read the text again. And then do a little Greek. You read the Greek, read the text. The boat Okay, hold on, let me get a benediction for all the bad and bougie raindrop drop top because you're not going to shout. Um, 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 
Lord bless you and keep you, Lord, make his face shine upon you and grant to you peace. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and grant you spiritual benediction in your rising city. Come and go and laugh to tears, labor, leisure. From this time forth, even forevermore, amen. All the bad and bougie folk, y'all need to leave. Because this is only going to shout the ride or die. Read the text. It's simple. It's right there in the text. The text says that the boat began to sink. And when Peter saw that, that's what the text says, he bowed down at the feet of Jesus. Y'all didn't get it yet. He didn't bow down because they got fish. He bowed down because they were going under. And when he bowed down, when they were going under, that's when Jesus, I told you this ain't for the bougie folk, but are there a few of y'all in here who can say there have been seasons when I started to sink? And the only reason I survived is because I knew how to call on the name I wish I had a witness in here. Hit me in D flat, son. Let's roll. Come on, shake somebody's hand real quick and tell them I was starting to sink, but I called on the name of the Lord. Come on, I done gone old school now. I said, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them I was on my way down, but I learned how to call on the name of the Lord. The hymn puts it better than I can put it. I was sinking deep. Deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Good night, see the street. May the Lord God bless you real good. I can't holler like I used to holler, but I got to holler one time. It was Jesus who picked me up. It was Jesus who made a way for me. It was Jesus who turned my life around. Would you high five your neighbor and tell him there is a name that's above every name. And if you call on that name, he will deliver you. If you call on that name he will see about you if you call on that name he will make a way won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it won't he fight your battles won't he make your enemies your footstool? Won't he give you joy and sorrow? Won't he give you hope for tomorrow? Won't he dry your tears? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? If you know it, say yeah. Yeah. I said say yeah. Throw your hand up and call on him. If your marriage is sinking, call on him. If your family is sinking, call on him. If your business is sinking, call on him. If you are sinking, call on him. Just be like the old deacon and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, or whither shall I go? Now grab your neighbor's hand. 
shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. Ask them, do you know his name? His name is so sweet that the birds hush their singing. His name is so powerful that everything bows at his name. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing. It's worth it. Sound like music in my ear. The sweetest name. Can I call his name? Can I use my favorite hymn? All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Just touch three people and tell them his name is Jesus. Rocking a weary land. Shelter in a time of storm. Way out of no way. Battle action, a time of battle. He'll heal you. He'll restore you. He'll pick you up. Say yeah. 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 Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Say it. Yeah. Say it. It's your season. Get out of that box. It's your season to stop doing what you've been doing and getting what you always got. It's your season to launch. Go back to school. Open the business. Go for the promotion. Get out the apartment and become a homeowner. It's your season. And when things feel like they're sinking, call. On that name. If you call. On that name. We, we've gotten so erudite and academic. And I think it's taken some of that old school theology out of us. We don't know how to just call on the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's his name. His name. Jesus, 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 Jesus,
season of frustration and uh, I want you to come to this altar I'm, I'm hurting but I can't leave without doing this some of you have been in a season of frustration well you won't want to try again marriage, school job business life you just you're like man I haven't tried this before and I'm tired. The emptiness and the trash. Now, if that's not for you, you ain't got to worry about coming down. I tell people all the time, when a specific or something specific is called for an altar, if you're not going through that at this time, then you become an intercessor. But there's some of you tonight say, I'm tired. I tried this. And I'm tired. It could be a preacher. You're tired of putting your name in for churches and it just ain't happening for you. You're tired of going to the bank to get the loan for the business. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody helping you. But some of y'all, you're just tired. Tired of being tired. <laughs> and you're so sick of a trashy, empty net. But I came to tell you tonight, Jesus is telling me to tell you, try it again. Hear what I'm telling you now. Not try something new. Hmm. Try it again. Did you hear what I said? Not try something new. Try it again. But I did that. I tried that. Try it again. Because here's the key. Every other time you tried it, you tried it without him on the boat. And the truth of the matter is, check me out. He's not just on the boat. He doesn't give Peter the command to try it again until Peter surrenders the boat to him. So you've got to surrender to him. That means surrender your life, surrender, surrender your will, surrender you trying to figure it out. And the minute you surrender it to him, Jesus said, now that I got you, try it again. Now that I have you, and everybody on the shore is going to laugh at you because they're going to think you look silly. But I'd rather them laugh and me be blessed 
than them be happy and me be miserable. This is a season where you're going to launch a business. You're going to go back to school. Mm, you're going to own a home. You're going to get active in your ministry. You've got a ministry idea. You're going to be bold enough to bring it to the pastor. You're going to get yourself out of debt. You're going to go back and finish that degree. You're going to get your family back together. This is the season. And I just want to pray with you tonight. And my prayer tonight is that you try it again. My father has a, a great saying that I want to say to you. When you really want to do something but you're scared, he says that real faith knows how to be trusting and trembling at the same time. So that your trembling is not a sign you ain't got faith. Your trembling is just a sign you're human. But you're trembling and trusting. Did you get that? When people ask you, how you doing? Child, I'm trusting and trembling. Don't tell them, oh, child, it's rough. Mm -mm. I'm trusting and trembling. That's, that's your new thing from now on. How you doing? I'm trusting and trembling. It ain't worked out yet, but I'm trusting and trembling. I, I don't know when it's going to work out, but I'm trusting and trembling. I don't, I don't know what's around the corner, but I'm trusting and I'm trembling. Come on, let's pray. And so God, tonight, we come ready to launch even though we've got evidence of failure and even though we've got frustration because of futility and even though you ain't telling us to do nothing we haven't done before we come tonight declaring we're going to try it again because you said so give somebody God the faith tonight to just give it one more try they're at this altar and they're ready to quit they're ready to throw in the towel they're ready to be done. They're washing their nets. They're tired of the trash. But tonight, you want them to know you have chosen their boat. And you have chosen their boat because you are ready to give them success. So, God, I speak good success tonight. Help them to begin to develop a culture of success around them. Help them to disconnect from people who are satisfied being marginal and satisfied with having a little bit and comfortable with not being in excellence. Help them to create an atmosphere of expectation so that they show you that they are ready for everything you want to give unto them. Forgive us for putting our foot in the water but not getting all the way in the water. Forgive us for trusting you a little bit but not trusting you all the way. And tonight, we surrender our boat to you. Our boat might be our marriage. Our boat might be our business. Our boat might be school. Our boat might be our ministry. But we surrender it to you tonight. We're committed to try it again. I come against the spirit of failure. I bind the spirit of quit I bind the spirit of frustration and tonight we lose a boldness in this room 
that will have us trusting and trembling but our trembling won't be greater than our trusting we're going to trust you even though we don't know how it's going to turn out so tonight start us over again tonight give us one more chance at it and when you bless us we're going to share it with everybody who sticks around. Tonight we declare that there's going to be such a blessing anointing on us that people connected to us will benefit from our overflow. I declare it done. I call it done. In the name of Jesus. If you're at this altar, I want you to hug somebody and tell them try it again hug somebody tell them try it again all right you guys we made it to the end of another podcast we hope and pray that you have enjoyed uh not only our music but we hope that you have enjoyed the word on this sunday uh we pray that it has encouraged you uh, we hope that it has up, uplifted you, um, that it has uh, given you a recharge and has prepared you for this upcoming week. Because Lord knows we do not know what it is that we are going to face. But we know that with uh, God being on our side, uh, we have nothing to fear and all is well. Uh, we uh, appreciate you. As always, for continuing to support the podcast, uh, taking out time out of all of your busy schedules. Uh, you do not have to listen. You do not have to respond. Uh, the, the podcast could be sent out and you guys could just swipe left and keep on going with your day. Uh, but you always uh, seem to uh, want the podcast. You tune in each and every week. Uh, and I've gotten you guys messages saying, hey, bro, uh, I let, you know, all of this week go by. And I just wanted to let you know I didn't get a podcast this week. <laughs> so we know that you guys are enjoying what you're hearing. Um, so we will continue to uh, be as faithful as possible with getting you a podcast out. Uh, it might not be every week. There may be times where I am unable to get one uploaded uh, and we are not trying to make excuses. We are just trying to uh, make sure that we give you quality product. Uh, I don't have stuff on anything I do. I do not uh, just sling something together and present it to you guys. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of thought, uh, a lot of research is put into um, getting all of the things that we put on the podcast because we want to make sure that you guys have something good to listen to um, not just for our Sunday morning but I know so many of you listen to the podcast throughout the week uh, you continue to listen to different podcasts from the past and you also uh, might listen to the podcast several times during the week just because you might not have time to listen to it all at once so you just chop it up into pieces and uh, we want to make sure that you guys get quality products. So um, I will continue to do my best 
to make sure that you guys get uh, great music and always, always a uh, fulfilling word from the Lord. Um, we thank you. Uh, and as we prepare ourselves to get this 2022 jumping and uh, roaring and going forward, uh, we pray that you guys have a blessed year. Uh, we're expecting this year to be a fruitful year. We're expecting this year to be a blessed year, a prosperous year, uh, a year of uh, us receiving the harvest. Uh, we've planted so many seeds uh, and we've uh, put in the work and we're expecting God to come through and to answer so many of our prayers. Um, so many healings that will take place this year. Uh, so much deliverance that will take place this year. Uh, so much financial blessing, so much spiritual blessing, so much physical blessing that's going to take place um, in 2022. We're expecting great things. Um, so hopefully you guys are expecting the same. Uh, but with all of that being said, we love you all. We appreciate you. We are praying for you. Continue to pray for us. And as always, we will see you on the other side. Uh, this song is for those that know without a doubt in their mind. I made it out all right.
Josh.